Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. The following episode was recorded on December 3rd, 2017, on location at the Kingsland Music Venue in Brooklyn, New York. Today, Matt welcomes Rob Malvagno and Kevin Cassidy from the metal band Despire. Grabbing a chance to speak with the band before playing the Kingsland, Matt chats with the guys about life on tour and playing live shows with Boba Flex. They also discuss the music video for their first single, Irritation, off their eponymous EP, they chat about their origins as a group, citing the band that influenced their sound, and they describe how having children has kept them on their toes in discovering new music. And so, from the positive and negative effects of the music industry, to the inside scoop on their band name, here's presenting Rob and Kevin of Despire. And welcome to another episode of Autographs. I'm sitting here with band members of the band Despire. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Uh, um, if you could introduce yourself, uh, your name, and what you play in the band. I'm Rob Mavagno. I'm the vocalist. I'm Kevin Cassidy. I'm the bass player. And um, I appreciate you guys chatting with me. Um, I connected with you guys through Barbara, who's connected with a bunch of great bands. Yeah. Um, welcome to Brooklyn. Yes. Um, excited about the show tonight? Yeah. Uh, we get excited about all the shows. We just love playing. Right now. That's good. Um, have you guys been on tour for a while? Well, this tour, we've been, you know, we go out and been playing a lot of shows. But this tour specifically with Bulbaflex, um, this is, I think, the seventh or eighth show in the tour. We started in Pittsburgh last week. Awesome, um, and when do you guys... Going awesome. How really long does it go for? Until uh, December 16th, I Something think. Something like that, yeah, cool. Yeah. So we have another awesome. couple weeks. Awesome. Um, and so, um, I guess let's start by talking about the single, uh, Irritation, which I watched the music video of today, right. which I had, I'd heard the song a while back when it was sent to me, but I didn't watch the video to today, and I was very excited about it, because at first I was like, oh, there's a housewife You'll nagging, get in trouble for this. and I was yeah. like, I was like, ugh. This is like such a done trope, but then I saw yeah. that she fantasizes about beating this guy to death, and then the guy like is fed up with her, and so it shows this equal opportunity right. driving exactly. people crazy. Yep. Um, where did the concept for the narrative of the video come from? Well, um, <clears throat> from the song, really. From the song, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I wrote the lyrics for the song, I was pissed off because someone close to me really just irritated the shit out of me. Yeah, and um, you know, so I wrote it all down. But when you know. When we talked about the concept of the video, I, I like horror and I like the idea of like the movie Evil Dead. Sure. How it's horror, but like yeah, comedy and mm -hmm. you know it's a little lighthearted. You know, so when we went back and forth with some ideas, you know, we wanted to bring the concept in where we're not being you know it's all about the man and this because everybody has the point of being irritated with someone, whether you're sure. you know whether it's your, your wife or your husband or a boss. Yeah. And we wanted to go a little lighthearted in a sense where you can actually watch it and laugh. Sure. You know, and make it a little comical, but yet everybody can relate to it. Sure. Because all the scenarios in the video has happened to someone at some point. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So that was kind of basically, you know, what we wanted to do when we did the concept. We wanted people to go away with a chuckle. Yeah. Awesome. Plus like yeah. the song, you know, and get the point across of the song. Right. And we, we had a bunch of different concepts. And really we came to a point where... Uh, so we went to shoot the live portion of it in a place in Brick, New Jersey, I think it was, in a mm -hmm. warehouse. Uh, it was like 10 hours of playing the song over and over again. And at that point, we pretty much told the director, you know what, this is, uh, why don't you take some of the 
your vision of the song. She loved the song too, so she had some ideas and she would call and bounce us, bounce it all off us. And we were like, you know what? At this point, we we you know, as most bands, we uh, we tend to squabble a little bit about everything, mm -hmm. you know. So we all try to divide ourselves into different tasks, and and each person gets a gets a job. But for stuff like this, when it's a, a, a focal point or a direction of the band, you know, there was a lot of different opinions, and uh, we finally got to the point where we told Heidi, who was the director, what's her last name, Keichel? Keichel, I think. Yeah, her company is... Uh, Schnitzel Studios. Schnitzel Studios. They did a great job. Yeah. Awesome She's job. in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, they're coming yeah, yeah. And uh, so we just said, Heidi, you know, why don't you come up with something? You film it and just send it to us. Awesome. Yeah. And we got the first draft and we were all like, that's it. Yeah, because yeah. we discussed the concept of where we wanted to go, but then we let her come up with the shots and how she wanted it. And, yeah. you know, that toilet seat thing is up was her vision. That's you know, awesome. She yeah. kind of liked the idea of where we were going. We right. wanted to go, you know, that right. route. Right. And we're not, said, you know, we're not in the video business, man. No. You know? yeah. So yeah. we try to, you know, lean on the experts when we have uh, the opportunity to, man. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's funny watching the scenes of the, you guys playing and like in the warehouse scene, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, a big metal thing. Is yeah. Yeah, playing yeah. like an open space yeah. and show different shots of the band playing. Yeah. What what was that like playing? Because were you guys playing live or were you playing no. to a track? Playing through track. It was very hot. It was yeah. in the summer. <laughs> uh, we had some uh, technical mishaps at the beginning, so we got there very early. And she had wanted. We we had started shooting just as the light came in because one thing that makes that video a little different. That you see a lot of those videos that are like with the big open warehouse, but it's always dark with a lot of lighting yeah. and a lot of fire. And, and yours is very bright. It's, it's like that the, white space. She wanted the light to come in through those big warehouse windows mm -hmm. in the back, right behind us. So at one point we had a, you know, mid-shoot, we had to move the whole band up and stuff, but we had a crew there, or she had a crew there. And it was just really hot. Yeah. It was actually a uh, supermarket warehouse and oh, there were really? giant refrigerator yeah. units refrigeration units hanging everywhere but we couldn't get them to turn on <laughs> but there was an office portion that it was air conditioning so we would do three takes and the band would have to run to the office yeah, everybody and thinks off. that everything yeah. is always so glorious <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you know we would it was the best part was, was sitting in the air conditioning and eating the pizza when it came yeah. right yeah 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 because yeah. you know it's all it's it's work i mean it, yeah. it is work and it's you know, it's not like we go in there and it's, you know, yeah. you're there, like you said, for hours doing the same thing, sweating. Over and you over know, again. Doing it or this the has sound is bouncing and, around off yeah. a little brick. And yeah. The drummer was The fun part is watching yet. the video later. Sure, yeah. of course. The, yeah. the finished yeah. product. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the songwriting process. Because like I said, I really love the song. And I love the stuff that I've heard from you guys. But how, how do you put together a song? Is it start with like a music or with the music first and then put the lyrics to it? Do you have usually, lyrics? Uh, well, you know, usually um, someone in the band will come up with a riff. Right. You know? um, and we'll, you know, we jam on it. We toss the ideas back and forth. For the first CD, I wrote the lyrics for the first CD and like the melody lines for it. But the band isn't over. Like a lot of some of the new songs, Kevin has coming in with lyrics. We're, we're very receptive to all of us coming in with ideas. So, so it's very um, collaborative. It's a, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't, one right. thing we don't do though is we, we don't pressure ourselves to say, okay, you know, we have to have a song done today. Right. We kind of let it right. happen because the songs take different, you know, shapes. You know, we'll write it, we'll start writing it and then we come back to it maybe a few weeks later or something we're like, you know what, we have a different vision of it or this didn't work. Unless, it, unless it's know. something that, so like Robert was saying, we, you know, a lot of the times it comes out of the guitar section, you know, either right. me or, or Brad or and Dennis, you know. Right. They'll, and sometimes it's just messing around with a riff, right. you know, in our own 
rehearsal studio that we have. And uh, we'll be like, hey, that's that's cool, man. Play that again. And I think it's a pretty typical style for a lot of bands. But uh, And then sometimes, like, Irritation, we wrote one night, you know. Oh, we really? just flowed and the whole thing, like, as soon as I think Brad came up with the riff and we just uh, kept building it up, and I mean, I had the lyrics it written. Was pretty much done. There are times that, like, I'll, I write constantly, so I'll write lyrics down. But a lot of times, when I write the lyrics, it's just kind of like written down. Right. I don't really have a lot of the idea in my head as far as the sound of it mm-hmm. until I hear a riff, and I'll take like I might have like six sets of lyrics, and I'll hear something they come up with, and I'll be like, okay, well this will fit better with this song. Mm-hmm. This has the feel that I'm looking right. for, and then I'll fit my melody to the. To the music, you know, to how whatever it is. So you know, I don't specifically write one song based on, you know, like I said, I have a book full of lyrics, and I kind of figure out which one might go with this riff or this song we're writing, and you know. Sometimes the song has its own feeling, like irritation, definitely. Yeah, for sure. The the rhythms and the and the riffs have a certain, you know, dynamic to it that just he he put the he had the right lyrics to go with that riff, you know, and a lot of our. You know, if you listen to the CD, the uh, our our writing style or or you know the basis for these songs are they're not really built on any fantasy world. Or, no, it's all real not, life experience. It's I mean, pretty much you know, real shit. Right. You know? I wrote about and on this CD, you know, is experiences that I've had or been. You know, so it's very personal right. to you. Blue Sky uh, is another song. It's basically about suicide. Mm-hmm. I had three people close to me within a few years commit suicide but I wrote it from the other perspective Yeah, you know based on the people that are left behind and how yeah. you deal with it and the, the questions of why and so everything really is something that someone can relate to mm-hmm. you know we don't really write about the fantasy I don't think we do that on purpose though no, it's, it's just the way we it's just us but it know. works because I think musically I think that's the connection that you want with people because they need to relate to what's going on right you know um, and I think that's why we've been having good responses because somewhere in the music whether it be the lyrics or the, the melody lines people are relating to what we're talking about sure because they're real life situations they're real life scenarios yeah you know so um, which I think is important that's you want to get that connection with people and um, you know but all of our songs in a way too in somewhere in a song have a positive note based on whatever that story is about sure you know and um, that's kind of what we're looking to go for. You know, I want people to feel that real connection to it. Totally. Um, let's talk a little bit about the band name. Um, you, you guys mentioned that's a good start of the show. Because it's yeah. exactly the way so, Rob was just saying. Yeah. So, Despire, which is a word that you guys pretty much created and that uh, you have a unique spelling for. Right. Um, where did the band name come from? What was the well, inspiration? A lot of squabbling first. Because <laughs> yeah. Like, well, did you guys like bicker about well, what? Well, the we band jotted name down, be? man. Like, you know, maybe fifty names and who wants this one and wants right. that and right. You know, and we feel we did feel first of all, name is as important as the music sure everything because it really is something that's going to stick in people's mind it's got to encompass kind of where you're about and you want you it know, to be memorable and want it to be memorable right. so we did you know squabble besides like if you notice like all the new bands now pretty much always have to use either two or three words mm-hmm. because everything's copyrighted and yeah and everything everything taken, man you look up any word out of the dictionary someone has used it you know <laughs> And we needed something that we could copyright, right? Because you know, we were we already had a lot of label interest right from the from the get go, and um, and we had to come up with something that was you know so, you know that we could license, right? You know, so um, after like Rob said, a lot a lot of 
ideas, man. You know, it took a few months. I think it I, was actually Dennis and you who actually we were texting back and forth. Back and so, forth. and which we like do. Rob First was just text. saying about yeah. about the band itself. Like uh, we, you know, the definition that we kind of wrote for Despire is like uh, despair. It's despair I mean, and inspire. You know oh, okay. I mean? Yeah, that's so. Neat. It's like, I like that. So, and the idea behind it is that when people are at their lowest, is when they can really do great things. Right? Sure. You know what I mean? That's when you know you have to be knocked down to your knees sometimes yeah. to really, you know, succeed. Right. Yeah. You find what you know? what that one inspiration that's going to take you from there to here right. and then keep you going. Yeah, and and in our lives and in most of the people we know, they've they've had to go through some dark shit. Every you know, and yeah. you know that's a reality to it. And so then Dennis came up with the Dennis put the two words together and texted it out. We were all like, "Holy shit, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, that nice. works." You know, and even uh, the the label liked it. And, and know, then Kevin to design the actual because every band like, needs a logo that needs to stick in your brain. Sure, and we yeah. put that everywhere, so we kind of call it's kind of like an upside. The sort of D with a yeah, it's like an upside down yeah. anarchy symbol, or yeah. it can somebody said it looks like the flux capacitor. <laughs> you know? That's not so, a bad thing to associate yeah, man. with. Yeah. So there you go. It wasn't uh, it wasn't directed that way, but you know everyone seems to think it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, talking, but continuing to talk about the band's history. How did the band come together? Did you guys know each other previously to starting to play together? Or yeah, yeah. yeah me and Dennis have been friends since we're you know pre-teens, man. We've been yeah, we, we used to sit in his time. bedroom. Room, you know, playing in a and you guys been playing instruments that long and, and Iron Maiden albums yeah. and stuff. Well, we all we all we played together in an incarnations of different bands through the years. Uh huh. You know, and then when it came time to for us to get back together again, you know, I, I had moved away to Vegas for a while. And I came back and I'd called Dennis and was like, you know what, let's just get something together, start jamming again. Right. You know, I mean, you always have it in the back of your head, like you know, you want to do great things. But originally, it was you know, we're gonna get together, have fun, write some tunes. You know, see where it kind of goes. And um, a year and, and a half later, yeah, it, we're on the road, and that's uh, awesome. related to man. Joey Z getting a hold of some stuff that we've right. done in the past. We had mm-hmm. we had uh, been together, I don't know, a few years ago, and we did a, a, a demo CD under another name that's previously been licensed mm-hmm. now, so we couldn't keep that name. And right. I'm not going to mention it, but we uh, had this demo CD, uh, and it was it was a pretty good pretty good recording and somehow Joey got a hold of it I don't know how yeah. Joey Z from Life through uh, mutual yeah. friends of uh, another band called Kill Code who's from the New York area right, right. yes and um, they had recorded with Joey and they had you know Ch- Chaz had talked to him about hey my friend Rob's in, in this band but let's take a listen and then I had gotten an email from him Mm-hmm. You know, saying, you know, this is great, man. The voice is good. The music sounds cool. You know, what are you guys doing? And it was just, just so happened that we, I was like, wow, you know, we actually got stuff going again. We wrote some new songs. And, you know, Joey wanted to hear some, so we sent him a few little, like, demo copies of what we were doing. Live recording He liked it. Stuff, yeah. And he's like, let's set it up. Because he kind of, you know, he doesn't just work with anybody. It's his reputation. Sure, it's of his, course. He wanted yeah. to basically audition us. And he right. came he down did, to yeah. a live rehearsal at a studio. So we're about live, the energy of the band, and he was like, you know what, I want to work with you guys. I want to get you in the studio. That's awesome. And yeah. then it created a, you know, we actually created a great friendship. Like we're brothers now. I mean, I mean, just family-wise, and we get along. We go out to eat. We hang out. Yeah. We called him on Miyagi <laughs> because, like, you know, he he brought so much out of us. He's full of so much wisdom being mm-hmm. in the music industry. You know, he gave us so much uh, insight on stuff, and uh, he really captured. He had the same vision, right, of where we wanted to be with our sound and where we were going. 
and I, we feel he captured that with the recording. You know, we wanted to be that more of a live sounding yeah, band. Yeah, it's not a yeah. super polished recording. No, right. You know, we didn't want that for our first. There's drum, a lot of know? really clean heavy metal and punk now, and right. it's, I, I I don't mind it, but I, I miss a lot of that like raw feeling yeah, that a lot of music has. We want you to be able to hear that CD, and when you come to see us live, it sounds the same. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. you just listen. Totally. You know, yeah, yeah. We want to be able to reap. I mean, look, you know, we go in different venues. Kingsland, and then we'll be playing a place like, you know, the uh, example, like a Paramount or somewhere yeah. that's bigger, depending on the bands, you know, and you want to be, you want to be able to replicate that sound. Yeah. Right. So Regardless we, of the room. You know, yeah. Right. You know, and especially um, on this tour, you know, where there's been, we, we've run into a few bands that I was like, I couldn't wait to hear. Uh-huh. And I mean, live, I was like, wow, but they, they sound totally different. Uh -huh. It didn't sound bad. Yeah. It just didn't sound like the, the CD, I had, yeah. man, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, and how long did the record take to make? From from the recording process yeah. of like the writing process, both from well, start to finish. Writing, I mean, we, you know, I was. Did you have uh, some stuff that you had had already? Some stuff you made new? One song, you know, we had a like the stuff we had written before. Right. Um, there was one song that was on this previous demo album that Joey had heard. Yeah. That we felt. He really liked it, and it was the song that kind of got him to want to work Black. with us. So right, Black. Black. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of revamped it a little bit for this album. You know, we tuned it down. Tuning, yeah. You know, and we felt that it was a great segue from where we were to bring it to tie everything together. So that remained. Mm -hmm. Everything else was newly written, but we've had riffs through the years. I mean, that we've said, you know, that was a cool riff. Let's change it around. Yeah, a little bit bring it back and bring it back. I mean, when you, but, if you want to think about it in uh, in terms of like in real time, it, yeah. it didn't take that long. But right. Joey was right in the middle of releasing uh, yeah. the Life of Agony CD, which right. was fucking killer. Uh -huh. You know, it's killer, man. And we were, you know, able to watch him go through some of that process That's too, man. That's cool. So, yeah. And uh, so we had to jump in and out when he he would like spend a day doing you know one guitar lead, yeah. you know for the life of agony CD, and we would go in the next day. And he it was a good escape for him too, man, right? To, to work with us and take his mind off of his own recording, man, you know. But then Joey, and, another thing that took he he's not about he's not about let's finish the CD. You oh know, no, I want to make more money. I want to go yeah. and do. He didn't care how long we took. Yeah, he right. wanted the best performance. Yeah, a few nights, Rob showed up, they had a thing, and he sent them home. He yeah, because, like, you know, yeah. I was either under the weather or my voice wasn't up to par, and he hears it, and he's like, you know what? Then Go I, home. Yeah. He wanted the best takes. That's you know? great, though. And that's how we worked, even with these guys. If they felt like their leads weren't coming out right or their timing wasn't right there, you know, he's like, you know what? Let's... <laughs> yeah. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Go home. Let's come back another day. Or if you're yeah. too tired and he right. feels that it's not there tonight, so he wasn't about let's push this and get it done. Yeah, you know. So I think the whole process maybe took about eight, eight months. Maybe, okay. I don't know, be, yeah. Between when he it could have been quicker, like we said, maybe a little quicker. Yeah. But it was it, you know it wasn't something we pumped out. It's funny though. Like I feel like albums both sometimes take longer and shorter than they ever did before because some people can be so obsessive yeah. and meticulous that they right. take right. years to put it out right. um, and then it has to live up to that time yeah. you spent on it and then other bands turn out stuff like every year oh yeah man yeah. and like because of how far technology has yeah. come it's kind of crazy um do you guys have an average amount of time it takes you to take to build a record, or does it vary from record to record? It varies. Yeah, it definitely varies. Well, for instance, yeah, right yeah. now I think we have six songs 
in the can, ready. in the can, ready to go. With like two or three of them are demoed already. You know that we started sending out because Joey, we think yeah. he's producing a next one again. Okay, cool. So, um, but we're constantly writing. You know, our goal is hopefully to have maybe. 12 songs, 10, 12 songs for the next CD. Mm-hmm. You know, but the way music is today, you know, we don't know yet how the label wants to go with that if we're going to release a single or, sure. you know, downloads. Because not, a, you know, people don't buy full albums anymore like they right. used to. Yeah. But it's, we, our plan is to have 10 to 12 songs written, ready to go. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, so. And how'd you guys connect with Bubba Flex, who you're on tour with? Well, um, is that the label? The funny thing is, when we started this process with Joey over a year and a half ago, uh-huh. um, when we were recording, you know, we always picked each other's brains, and Joey was like, you know what? A great band for you guys to go out on your first tour would be Boba Flex. And we're like, wow, you know, and we Not started Road Warriors, them, you know, because yeah, yeah, you know. these guys have been awesome, and they're yeah. road dogs, and they have great advice for us. They're, you know, down-to-earth guys. And then, you know, we had hooked up with M7 Agency, who's our booking agents. Sure. And, um... And Boba Flex used to them as well. Okay. But Pavement, who is our record label, right. um, they had actually sent out this tour offer. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened, you know, they bought M7 and, and Evan, our agent, got together and said, hey, you want to get on this this run? And we were like, yeah. Yeah, Boba Flex had already heard the CD. Yeah. So we already oh, cool. got accepted. Awesome. That's yeah, excellent. Yeah. So it just worked out. And it just worked out how it was said a year and a half ago that to get on this. And it worked out that they're, yeah. they are our first tour that we're doing over a three you know as a long run it almost feels like it's meant to be right yeah you know it's pretty neat it's been awesome man these guys they're great and um so you guys said you've been on tour for a little bit do you guys i imagine you guys like playing live especially to the recording process actually we were supposed to play last night in the club when it closed rob told me yeah you guys showed up we were closed you know we were no we actually got the word through the agents that it closed down that actually the the night before was its last night so we had a few days notice that we got it so we didn't like show up and they were like no across the doors we i mean the point being we would we we would play every night on the on this run man yeah if we could man but that's what it's about really having a really great connection with people and uh a lot, of, a lot of great feedback from fans from Pittsburgh to Niagara to Verona, you know, to Worcester, Mass. Worcester? Worcester? Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Worcester. Worcester. There you go. Worcester. There you go. But, um, um, you know, that, it really is about playing live. I mean, sure. especially nowadays in the music business, it, records aren't where you, where you make it. The way you yeah, make yeah. fans is out playing. Yeah. And whether you're playing in front of 10 people, Two thousand people, you give it your role, and you know one fan yeah. tells another person, and yeah. it goes from there. Sure, so, and it gets the band, makes you a better band. Yeah, playing live makes you tighter, makes right. you you know know how to work. Right, our wives came to a show in uh, to Massachusetts, and just from the short amount of time we've been on the road with Bowflex, they were all like, "Holy shit, <laughs> you guys are pounding, man! That's great. You, know, you guys sound great, man." We I want you like, to leave our it show felt like it too, you know, sweaty. Yeah. Bloody, <laughs> yeah. exhausted. Yeah, you know Trains, that's man. what we do. We we go Drunk, from yeah. Drunk, sure. The first song to the last song. Yeah, if you come see us. There's not much. We don't. We're not one to like you know blab on stage. We just want to hit you with the song after song after song. Sure. And give you as much as we can, and you know we get the 30 minute slot, so we want to pack it in and pound it into you. You know. Right, and we've actually been able to on Joey's suggestion to 
is uh, we've been mixing in a little bit of the new material. Oh, cool! And yeah. uh, you know, he he gave us that advice before we left. After he told us how you know to be very careful on the road. And <laughs> yeah, he's like our our. <laughs> he's like yeah, almost like that. Yeah, he's Call dad. me when you get there. <laughs> when you get there. So he uh, he was like, you know, I, I really he he we've been sending him demos, and he's been liking the stuff, and he would, he picked a few songs out, and he was like, you know, you guys should really try some of these. See that guy right there? Live. Yeah. That's them, man. They're hooking yeah. us yeah. up. Yeah. Great yeah. band to be on tour with. We love it. We thank you. And Mobile uh, Flex, come out and see us somewhere yes. on this run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so, the, the, uh, something else I wanted to ask is um, where do you guys draw your inspirations from? Besides life experience, obviously, it sounds like there's a lot of personal sweat and tears in the, this album. Are there any other bands that you grew up listening to that really come out in your music? Yeah. I mean, for all of us, I mean, we all grew up on the, you know, the Iron Maidens and the Metallicas and sure. the Kiss and all those kinds of genres. But I love a lot of new bands that are out. I mean, there's, you know, Five Finger Death Punch, Avenged Sevenfold, uh, Bullet for My Valentine, man. all that remains. Yeah, the best all that remains band, you know. is great. We just we got the opportunity to uh, play with them a few months ago. Was it yeah, a couple months yeah. ago? They're fucking great. They put on man. an unbelievable oh live show. You know, all genres, man. Devil Driver. I mean, there's so many yeah, new bands. Yeah, yeah. But one thing we try to do is, you know, you will hear in our music the influences of some of those older bands right you know we grew up on but we we want to keep everything fresh because sure. i really think a lot of the new metal that's out and new bands that are out are awesome and yeah. the direction that the music is going i think is the way it, you know it should be because listen you can't there is I, I don't care what you say there's nothing new out there as far as any band right it's been done it's just a matter of reinventing it mm -hmm. to make it sound like you Right. You know, to say, hey, I came up with this great idea. Listen, somewhere along the line, it's something been else done. caused that. Yeah. You just have to figure out a way to make right. it cool. One thing. And make it a little different. That's you. Right. You know, and I think we've been accomplishing that. Well, one that, thing for you know? sure that we've been told, you know, and this is, again, not by design. Is that you know even when people ask us, oh, what genre are you in? You know, what are you this? Are you that? <laughs> That's always the best and question to get asked. It's like you know, we always just say it's it's just pure metal. Yeah, it's just metal, metal. man. You know, and we've been getting that from you know a lot of our reviews that we've mm -hmm. read of our of ourselves. You know, people are like, well, we really can't. This song is kind of like this, and this is kind of grindcore, and this has got some you know really classic heavy metal feel, and this is like new metal sound. So, which is a cool thing for me, man. You know, I don't, I, I hate being pigeonholed into one specific genre. And, yeah. And again, it's not by design. It's just the way the songs have been coming out. Sure. Know? Like he said too. I, I personally don't like being. I like the band to. I'm a. We're a metal band. Right. And yeah. if someone asks me, we're a metal band because to me. There's way too many sub-genres of, oh, yeah. of, of metal and music and black metal right. and death metal and trash You ever metal. see that five-part documentary yeah, that yeah. Yeah. with the yeah. Iron Maiden in the beginning and yeah. stuff? It's like broken into this family tree of yeah, metal. Yeah, it's crazy. Because it's like, our music touches on all of that. You'll yeah. hear some hardcore influence, some thrash. You'll hear some metal. So I tell people we're a metal band. Right. Yeah. You know, We're not hard rock, right. but we're a metal band. Yeah. And I think there's something for everybody. And I don't like when they pigeonhole bands sure. so much because then you, you... People nowadays, or in any days, when they, they, they think with what they hear or they see, yeah. so right away they hear, oh, this is a grindcore band. And they're like, oh my God. So now you get the metal band, yeah. metal fans that are like, well, we're not going to go see yeah. that. Yeah, sure. So to me, it's, you know, it's metal. 
and there's something for everybody. Right, I, I even noticed like on a couple of the European like uh, music download sites were classified as death metal, man. And we're not. Now listen, man, no, I grew no. up with the guys from Suffocation. Man, sure, you know? yeah. And I'm like, that's death metal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, if they, you want a classification for death metal, listen yeah. to Suffocation. I mean, I'll do a few, yeah. I do some of the heavier growls and, and, and stuff in there, but to me that's part of the generation today and yeah. it's it's the feel yeah I felt that that belonged yeah. there I well, think sure. you know on, a wa- on the Walmart website our CD they put us is on listed the on the pop when yeah. you go to buy <laughs> no on, on, if you go to buy our CD I think it's Best Buy or one of them yeah, yeah. and you look for the genre it says pop oh like, Best Buy yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. what <laughs> yeah like how is that yeah. I mean, but also pop doesn't mean anything anymore. Pop no. means whatever's yeah. big right now. So yeah. consider it a compliment yeah. that they think you're big enough. Yeah, I mean, whatever. We're, we're yeah. there with the Lady Gaga's. And sure, the why not? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the funny thing about genreification is I feel like it's more for genreification. That's it's what so I do a music review podcast too, and that's what the kind of language we use to yeah. describe this nonsense. But it's it's really I think designed to label not for bands like the bands don't need it. It's for marketing. It's yes. for for reviewing. It's like yeah. they want some label to throw on it, and that's why things have gotten so hyper specific. It's to yeah. me, it's ridiculous. Yeah, honestly. it really like, is. Like it's it should just be hip hop, metal, rock. Yeah. Punk, but it's just go out and see it. Yeah, you like it, you like it. Yeah, I think it's important for fans and music lovers, and you know, to open your your mind and go out and see bands. That's the the big issue nowadays with all of this is people don't want to leave. No one wants to go out. The internet and all technology is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Okay. It's great for the fact that. Anybody can get a hold of our stuff, no matter where you're on the world. Oh, yeah, we got emails from people you know, in Japan and Russia. Right. That's you know, awesome. Um, right. you know. People can hear your stuff. They can see it. The downfall. Bands don't make money anymore on album sales and stuff. Okay? Sure. The second downfall is that instead of them coming out to come see the live experience, they Google it or put it on YouTube and they can watch people's whole yeah. concerts. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. To me, part of the experience is to feel the audience, to be there, to hear the speakers, to feel that bass drum hitting you. Yeah. That was part of seeing bands live. So now people, they want to sit at home and they want to watch it. You know, back in the days, you want to get Circus Magazine and Hit Parade. That was the only place to see your favorite band and pictures of them. Yeah. Now you Google, you could see... There's no more magazines no more. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel that the generation today actually is losing out on yeah. that mystique. It's actually it's changed the whole release process. Yeah. I know that. Because yeah. when we sat down with the AR people at the label and we were anxious. Yeah. Know? We were like, the CD's done, it's in the can, the printing is happening, man. Like, let's go, man. You know? Yeah. That's, that's when's the single coming out? And they were like, dude, people's attention spans are about yeah. two seconds yeah. long, man. You know, it's yeah. the, the, the street date is Friday the 13th in October. Yep. This is August. We You, you, we, you can't yeah. blow your load right yeah. now, man. You got to wait until like, it's coming on, out. Man. Yeah. Because yeah, this CD for us was done for a while. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're sitting on it and we're like, but it's a marketing thing. You know, sure, they, yeah. they have a, everything when it's going to come out, when they're going to do teasers, when they're going to do, you know. So it's been a learning process for us being signed now and, and dealing you know, with the, the business end of it. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, you guys, it's funny. You mentioned the live experience. And, like, I remember when I was growing up as a kid, 
you know, I bought band live DVDs so I could see the band, like a band oh, I could yeah. never get to see, like if at the time I could never see Iron Maiden, but they had a tour CD oh, yeah. uh, album. You buy it, or something. You, buy it yeah, and yeah. you could see it. You know, and now it's like there's there's no point. Like I have a ton of DVDs of Alice in Chains, from Alice in Chains to Billy Joel to whoever else, of these you live shows. It it's like, yeah, because you can just find it online. It's yes. ridiculous. Yeah, and it yeah, takes yeah. away from the experience. I, so I, I'm also a DJ and I work in nightlife and like every time we DJ a show and I also do DJing for burlesque shows like they thank the audience for coming out right. because yeah. if you just feel like you, it's just such it feels like a rare experience yeah, people do, are coming right? out yeah. and, and you know or they're watching it through their phones like yeah. we don't let people take out their phones during the show it's like watch with your eyes yeah. you don't need the phone you can't no, that's experience, the experience yeah. Yeah. it drives me nuts when I'm in the, in the pit at a concert and the guy in front of me has got the phone up it's like yeah. I get you want to record something for posterity so take a five second Instagram clip and put it up and be done no. but recording the we entire performance at, at the Bulba Flex was on the other night man it was 20 people like on their phone they were watching it through their the phone. phones yeah. it's like yeah. being you... sterilized somehow man you know yeah. and you know just even on your point before about like a different influence and stuff man mine are extremely varied man right. my wife and I listen to really heavy metal man like I said I was with the guys in suffocation when we were in high school, man. Yeah. You know, before they blew up, you know. And uh, but I, I get in my car and crank you too, man. You yeah, know? sure. And I go to you know YouTube, man. How can you not like 80s yeah. new wave? Same. I mean, you you, you see YouTube lives, man. Yeah. It's an experience. Well, that's man. what I've heard it's is a, like I'm not a huge fan of their newer records, but I've heard their live it's, shows are yeah. unbelievable. It's it's outrageous, man. You know, yeah. it's outrageous. They they're they're the biggest rock band in the world. Yeah, man, you know. Well, it's funny that you guys bring that up too, because I feel like you. How can you create well-rounded music if you don't have a well-rounded taste? Right. Like you have to listen to other things. Like I grew up mostly listening to metal and then I started listening to pop and hip hop and all sorts of other stuff and like that also came from I, my other podcast is an album review show right. that me and two guys uh, two other guys review an album every week and like one of them is really into classical the other likes all sorts of yeah. stuff and like so I'm hearing bands I've never heard before and I go oh I like this and they're like oh well it's actually a country band I go really I don't like country but I really like this right. yeah and it's, it's that's why I think and also I've discovered more bands or back in the day at least going to their shows than listening to them on CD so if you can hook me with your live experience I'll listen to anything you put out yeah that's true well you know also I think it helps us too is because we all have you know we have kids or whatever and I get kids that are in their teens and that really helps yeah, my tune son. into what the kids are listening to. Right, sure, of course. My son know. listens to, you know, uh, freaking uh, EDM. Oh, you know, wow. Like Skrillex and, you know, Bass Nectar is this guy, you know, and he goes to those kind of shows. And, and then the I hear that blasting in my house. I'm like, wow, that is a freaking cool riff, man, yeah. you know? And then my other kids are into different stuff, yep. man, different old metal and, like, stuff from the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Man, you know, that kind of... Well, now, the real key question is, do your kids think your music is cool? They think... <laughs> For me, they don't think the music is cool, but when they come see us live, they're like, right. they think shit. that's cool. It, that's exactly. my dad. Nice. Yeah, dad. Awesome. I got I the coolest dad. My daughter, because yeah. she's a huge Five Seconds of Sound fan. Oh, nice. So I keep calling her up, and I'll be like, guess who's on the guest list tonight? Come to see us. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I'll be like, you know, whatever. Whatever. Five, what? You know, <laughs> you know like now I'm only kidding. You know, so. but um, have have having kids influenced your writing style and like what you write about and how you put music together? Yeah, we don't drink as much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, they make sense now. The yeah, songs. Things make sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. all these things that that you wrote about. Yeah, yeah you know, I it's. I, like I said, it helps with the connection to what the kids are doing today. Sure. You know, and, and then you know they see us and they're like, 
you know. Wow. Yeah. And we're really gaining that audience, you know, that young audience, which is great. Which yeah. we love. See, it's my horrible. son is, is 22, and he'll bring, you know, eight to ten of his friends when oh, we're cool. playing when we're, for, when we're playing an area nice. show. And, you know, half of them are, like, coming to shows on their own now. You oh, know? that's They're awesome. Like, Very cool. Holy shit. And man, then Brad. Yeah. Our guitar player Brad to show you the different influences. He, he is the son of the most one of the most famous doo-wop, Johnny Maestro. Oh wow, um, oh, that's awesome! So Brad grew up with the whole doo-wop, you know, uh, music industry, you know, and 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 to show you like the influences that he's had, you know, through his dad, and he's playing in a metal band. So it's very important. I think no matter what kind of music you play is to have that, like you said, that vast knowledge of music. Mm-hmm. It only makes you a better musician. It gives you a whole different way of looking at a song when you're writing, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, uh, you listen to Wagner? That's metal, bro. That's metal. <laughs> That's years ago. Well, it's, yeah. it's yeah. funny. Like Bands like Bloister Cult were considered metal when they first came yeah. out. Yeah. And I still consider them metal, but it's just a different side of metal. Yeah, you know, we turned it up louder, they downtune or whatever. You yeah. Know. But, I mean, going back to the doo-wop, like, as a vocalist, listen to that stuff. The harmonies are ridiculous. Oh, insane. And you know how yeah. hard it is to replicate that? Those guys did that without musicians. It was yeah. just five guys or yeah. six guys. You know, so as a vocalist, it really helps to cultivate yourself as a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, learning harmonies and what you can do with your voice, you know. And sure. So it's important to listen to other artists and other genres of music. You know, to, and it makes you, again, a better musician and brings different things out in you. Awesome. You know? um, since me getting to meet you guys is because you're out on tour, um, tell me a little bit about what tour life is like. Obviously, you said you don't drink as much anymore. What do you Definitely do to not, kind really of keep not. yourself sane on the road? Sleep. Sleep? You just sleep? <laughs> uh, no, you know, we... Um, it's a long day, man. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. We have... Uh, a lot of downtime. So, we, you know, we drive in the morning. Mm-hmm. We try to check in before our, uh, our day sheet is usually a 3 o'clock load-in. Mm-hmm. So uh, we meet Bulbaflex at the venues, and uh, we all load in together, and then we go through a sound check process. So we we leave when they leave, you know. So we're usually getting in a hotel one or two o'clock in the morning, and depending on when the next venue is, because you know sometimes it's four hours, sometimes it's two. Uh, we're operating on an average of four or five hours sleep, you know. <laughs> And uh, there's really not as much downtime like to go out and maybe no, your days stuff. off. You yeah. know, we had five minutes at Niagara Falls. You yeah, know, we, we ran out to the falls, <laughs> saw it, and walked away. Took yeah. a picture of it. Got back in the bus, and we had to drive. Uh, you know, four hours. Man, you know, so you really, as a singer, it's important to get as much rest as you can. Yeah, because you know, um, right. we all try to because. You know, we're not at a level where we have, you know, 30 people working for us. Sure. Yeah. You know, so we, we are a lot, we're very hands-on, you know, yeah. with, with and, our crew. And not for nothing, here. man, Bulbaflex is so fucking good live. Yeah. That we watch you want to stay and see them every we night. We watch yeah. them every night, and every night they are freaking intense, man. Yeah. yeah. Great. They're a great band to see live, man. Yeah. So it's not the 80s anymore where, you know, groupies <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you're up all no. night partying, you know. Yeah. Um, I think there's reasons no. why this is I read Mickey Six's book, oh, man, God. and I'm yeah. like, I don't know how the dude did it. I don't know how any of those dudes are still alive. <laughs> no. Like, the fact that Keith it, Richards still stands yeah. upright. Dude, I have a cup of coffee, I'm up for like fucking six hours. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, when we get back to the hotel, we're all still charged from the show. and yeah. Does it take time to, to come down? Down, yeah. yeah, it takes a little while to go yeah. to sleep, man, and then the goofiness. Unless we go to a Denny's. 
<laughs> you gotta. So you gotta. Like you order some breakfast at 2 o'clock in the morning or something. Better not say that. I'll get sued. Yeah. <laughs> for me. For yeah. me. Speaking for me, that's uh, not good, man. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can't say that. So I have to eat no, healthy, fine. man. Yeah. Yeah, breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah. You know, and when you're on the road, man, you learn a lot of things about men. Yeah. You well, you know, before, man, about who's four here. of the five of us are Guineas or Italians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have, have one Irish guy. The the uh-huh. So the rest of us, food is a real major thing. Right. <laughs> he, he tries to keep us in check with the healthy stuff, and we're all like, no, yeah, man, sauce, cheese. Yeah, you know. Man, bop, 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 bop. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. Eating's important. Well, this has been great, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me um, and to meet you in person. Thank you. Um, So I'll let you guys promote a little bit. uh, Tell the audience the name of the new record. That's um, right. And um, where they can find you online, how they can check you out. Well, first, despire.com. Yeah. Um, That's the best place you can find us. D-E-S-P-Y-R-E. Right. Dot com. You can go to Pavement Entertainment. Find us there. Um, there's all the links that you need. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, the CD is available at all your download sites: iTunes, um, Spotify, anywhere, yeah. Amazon, Best Buy. You can get it. It's Irritation. It's the title. Um, the the title track. I think everybody, no matter what genre of metal you like, is something for everybody. Awesome. Um, check out our brand new video. You can check it yeah. out on YouTube, Facebook. Irritation, the single. Um, we're very grateful that uh, for eight weeks now, the single Irritation has been on the radio and we've been charting for eight weeks. And That's amazing. We've been number 26 um, is kind of where we're at right now. Um, and we're very grateful for that. And, and it, it made such an impact because a lot of bands... Yeah, the label's... Shocked, yeah, man, you know, like wow, you know, it's that's really good for your first CD. For the first yeah. CD, you yeah, know, yeah, right yeah. out the gate, you know, a lot of bands um, don't, don't even get on the charts. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, we've been hanging pretty steady, man. We're getting a lot of spins in a lot of different markets, man. You know, yeah, that's we awesome. definitely. Um, but yeah, that's where you can check us out right now. We are on tour with Boba Flex, yeah. um, and we're in Brooklyn tonight. So if you are in the area, I mean, obviously, I don't know when it's going to be, but <laughs> the tour does go to December sixteenth. Excellent. Um, yeah, going and to, are the tour dates listed on, on the website? On our website, yes. on our Facebook Pennsylvania, page. Pennsylvania, Jersey, Poughkeepsie. We're heading into the Virginia's, Virginia, West Virginia. Awesome. We have some other things in the fire, um, some other tours that are working right now. Okay. That are going to hopefully bring us down south, Midwest, out west. Cool. Um, maybe some stuff in Europe that we're trying to work on. So there's a lot of stuff in the fire for the band. Um, and then, you know, after this leg of the tour um, was we done, go back to the studio. we're going to the writing process. And we're hoping to get into recording in the beginning of the new year. Um, but again, it's going to be, we're still promoting the heck out of this. Right, sure. So with, with recording and stuff, going to really be based around tours that happen. Cool. Our main focus really is also to get back out on the road. Sure. You know, and try Sounds to like get, a lot of work. Know, it does sound yeah, like a lot, a lot of work. fucking work. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's a lot of dedication, man. We give a lot of uh, we give a lot of credit to our families. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, you can tell. I mean, listening to your album, like you know, I listen we, to a lot of music. Uh, listening yeah. to your album, you can tell that there's a lot of heart in it. There's a lot yeah, of it's, it's very personal, and you can feel it. Yeah. And like I've listened to plenty of music that just sounds kind of put on and out there, and you know, this really sounds like home for three, four weeks at a time. Man, you know, our wives are home; they have the house, the kids. You know, it's they probably uh, love it. Like, oh, it's so quiet now. They actually do. (laughs) My wife was was enjoying not hearing any snoring, and uh, 
you know. So we do. Div- yeah. We gotta give sure. them a lot of credit, man. You know, it's a lot of sacrifice, man. You know, we're coming right up to Christmas now. You know, you get a day off. I gotta scramble and put up Christmas lights in the house <laughs> and shit, man. Yeah, we are human. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a reality. There side. is a reality <laughs> yeah. side of this, sure. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I do really appreciate you guys coming awesome, on the man. show. Thank you, man. And I just thanks for uh, having us. My my last request will be: we have a, a saying on this and my other show, which is "Music is life and life is good." Okay. I would love you to do my sign off for me and Let's say that. So you just want me to say that? Yeah, you can just say that. And, uh, okay, or say my name. And yeah, sure, it. go for it. So this is Rob from The Spire. Music is life and life is good. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember... Music is life, and life is good.